about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. This is Holy Holy Wednesday. This is Holy Wednesday. Yes. Holy Wednesday. Amen. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. But it's just going to be like a regular Bible study. Nothing. If you've got questions, you can say it. If you've got a comment on something, you can say it. If you want to add a scripture to it, you can say it. We're just going to be together here just to slowly learn the things that we need to learn, God put on my heart about uh, walking in divine health because I believe that there's some other things coming down the road that have already taken place, but it's not the end of it. It's just the beginning of it, and we want to be in a position when that happens. How I many you know we want to not only be in victory right now, but in victory when bad things come our way? So, okay? All right, take your Bibles tonight. Go to Third John chapter 2. Third John 2, all the way in the back of your book for Revelations. As you learn to study the Word of God and you take time to do it, there are certain scriptures that are going to jump out at you that got a lot of stuff in them. And when you find one of those scriptures, you'll spend a lot of time in that scripture trying to understand what it's telling you. And basically, you glean from it and you get revelation knowledge from it as you study it. So 3 John 2, did you find it? 3 John 2, there's 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John in the back. We're in 3 John. Yeah, look at verse number two. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, first of all, the Bible, everybody knows, is God's will. It's God's word. So this was good to me when I was studying the Bible, first of all, because it told me what God wanted. First of all, he wishes above all things that I may what? Prosper. prosper. And how many of you like to prosper? So, and anything you find in the Bible that you basically see that you desire You'll only receive it if you know it's God's will. In other words, if you don't know it's God's will and you're trying to receive something from God, you'll feel like you're fighting against God if you don't think he wants what you want. So basically, it's important to convince yourself that this is what God wants. So God says right here, I wish above all things that you may prosper. Say prosper. prosper. Now, how many know this is good news? When I saw this, my God, God wants me to prosper. That's, that's the first time I've ever heard that in my life is when I read it in the Bible. There's people out there who take poverty vows. Have you ever heard of that? Why do they take poverty vows? Because they're trying to follow scripture. The Bible says you can only serve one master. You cannot serve God and money. So they kick, kick out, basically, altogether, money and go with God. But how many know you can love money if you have it, and you can love money if you don't? I mean, people rob a bank. Why is that? Because they love money and ain't got any. And if you've got money, you can love it too. So that's not it. We don't, we don't want to throw both of them out. We want to prosper, but we want to love God at the same time and know what God's will is. So here he says, his will is that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So now what's prosper? What is prosperous to me? Is it just money? Is it just if I be a millionaire, then I'm prosperous? No, because some people are millionaires and they're the worst off people in the whole wide world. So it's not only money. It has to do with your health. It has to do with your mindset. It has to do with your relationships, prosperity in every area of your life. If you're walking in peace, how many know you're prospering? 
If you're walking in joy, you're prospering. If you've got a million dollars and you're worrying and fearing, how many know you're not prospering? Even though other people think you're prospering, you're not prospering. So we want to prosper in every single area of our life, not only spiritual, but physical, mental, relationships, everything in our life, especially with our mind, we want to do that. So it's not only money. So in order to convince myself, what I do when I see something like this is I look for another scripture. Put your finger there and just go to Psalm 35. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And the reason why you need two or three witnesses is because you have to convince yourself. It's not so God can say, okay, you got three of them, now I can go ahead and do it. No, it's for me to convince myself that God wants me to prosper. Because once I know he wants me to prosper, I know he's going to help me prosper because that's his will. If he doesn't want me to prosper, then I'm going to be a fight with God. And how many know you're going to lose that fight? Every time. All right, look at Psalm 35, verse 27. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the poverty. No, pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So here God says that I take pleasure in prosperity of my servant. Now in the Old Testament, everybody was his servant. How many of you know you're not his servant anymore? You're his son and daughter. So if he took pleasure in their prosperity, then it means he really takes pleasure in my prosperity. And I found out he wishes above all things that I prosper. So because those words are there, I can say, hey, I'm going to prosper. So I'm not going to think thoughts about why doesn't God prosper me? I don't know why God doesn't like me. I don't know why he just doesn't prosper in the way he, I just don't know what's the matter with God. You already know his will. His will is that you prosper according to what this scripture says. So basically not only prosper, but notice what else it says. It says, be in health. Say, be in health. Now, notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, I wish above all things that you prosper and get healed. Right? It says you want to be in health. Say, be in health. So, be in health is a present-day thing, isn't it? You're either in health or you're out of health. He wants us to be in health. So, I know now that God not only wants me to prosper, but he wants me to be in health the whole time I'm in the kingdom of God. Not part-time, not sometime. The whole time he wants me to be in health. So my question is, okay, God, then why am I sick? You're sovereign. You're almighty God. Is he almighty God? Is he sovereign God? Can God do anything he wants to do? Then if it's a will and his wish above all things that I prosper and be in health, then why am I sick? What's the matter with God? Why don't he do something about it? Have you ever thought that? Yeah, we all have thought that. But notice, prosper and be in health even as your, oh, you mean it's not God's. Here goes a bunch of religious devils right here. It's not God's problem that you're not healed. It's that your soul is not prospering. And how sick you are is as far as your soul has prospered in the area of healing. Are you finding me? And we've been taught all our life that God's in control of everything. God's in control. God is not in control of everything. He's not in control of your soul. So notice, prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So I've got to find out a way to prosper my soul. Because if I prosper my soul, I won't have to worry about being in health because I will be. I won't have to worry about prospering in every area of my life because I will because my soul. Now what is our soul? Mind, will, emotions, and you've got to add in there imagination. So it's your mind, it's what you think, it's your will. I want to line my will up with God's will. It's the only way you're going to get something done. You can't do, go against God's will. You've got to go with his will. So my mind, will, my emotions and feelings, how many know that's my soul? 
That's why we can't dare be soul-led. We have to be spirit-led. So even when I'm hit with a symptom, how many know it attacks my feelings and my emotions, but it doesn't have to attack my soul if it's prospering. In other words, if the word of God is in my mind to a point to where it overrides my feelings and emotions is bigger through the word, then basically I'll be in health and I'll stay in health. Now, when you're in health, it's your job basically then to stay in health. If you're not in health, how many know God wants you healed? And then he wants you to be in health. But even as your soul prospers, it's the same way in every area of your life. If you're not, if you're not having enough money, it's because your soul is not prospering. Whenever you line up with God, you will have no trouble financially. You'll have no trouble health-wise. You'll have no trouble any-wise. Because once your soul lines up in agreement with God, how many know your spirit already is? You're a spirit being, and when you got born again, you agree with God. You and God are one. But right here, we have a problem, don't we? We have a soul here. I wish he'd have did something right off the bat to that, but I don't know if he didn't have time or what, but he didn't do anything. So our soul basically thinks what we were taught all in our life, it's just like a computer. What you put in changes the way you think. That's why you can't sit around and look at garbage all day long, listen to garbage all day long, talk all day long. And, of course, we can get into it later, but Tommy, you know your mouth is powerful. The Bible says life and death are in the power of the? So you can't talk sickness and sickness and sickness and sickness and sickness and then expect to live in divine health because it doesn't work that way. And where, 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 do, your, where do your words come from? Out of the abundance of your, your mouth. So that shows me my soul's not in the right place, is it? Or I wouldn't be talking stupid like that. So I'm talking negative things and, oh, the doctor said this and this is what the doctor told me is going to happen and this is going to take place and this doctor is going to... I've got nothing against doctors, but I've got more in being in health. I'd rather be in health than in being doctors if I have my choice. So basically it's here, it says your soul's got to prosper. So my question is, if I can prosper and be in health as my soul prospers, then I want to know how I can get my soul to prosper. Because if I do, I'll be in health and I'll prosper in every area of my life. So it doesn't have to do with God. It doesn't have to do with the angels. It doesn't even have to, oh, can I say this already? Oh, yeah, I got a mature audience here. It doesn't have to do with your prayers. See, it's got to do whether your soul's prospering or not. Because you can be doubting unbelief and pray all you want. And how many of you know you're not going to get anything anyway? A double-minded man receives what? So if I get to be a single-minded man, you know what I'm going to receive? Everything. So it's got to do once again with our soul, don't it? What we're thinking, how we're thinking, what God says. So we need to put the word of God in there to do it. So I want my soul to prosper. How am I going to get my soul to prosper? Okay, go to Isaiah chapter 55. I found out over the years that I've been in the ministry that prayer is very, very, very important, but obeying God's laws is just as important. Because if you're not obeying the laws, it really doesn't matter, you know, whether you pray or don't pray because you're not in line with God anyway, you know. I mean, you can jump off a building and say, oh, Lord, help me, help me, help me. But how many of you know it's too late because you already jumped off the building and you're going to fall down and something's going to happen. Then you want to blame God because you jumped off a building. So we want to do, we want to do what the Bible tells us to do. So what do I want to do? I want to prosper and be in health, and I want my soul to do what? To prosper. All right, Isaiah chapter 55. Look at verse 10. It says, For as the rain, which we need desperately, comes down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not thither, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, 
it shall not return unto me void or without fruit, but it shall accomplish that in which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where is I sent it. Okay, so now we find out whenever we take the word of God and we put it in something, it's going to prosper as long as we put it in. It's just like if the rain comes down or you put a seed in the ground, it's going to grow. So all I have to do is put the word in my soul. How many of you got Bible on your phone? You can listen to the word of God. How many know you got tapes? How many of you got come to church and do that? Every time you're doing that, you're putting word into your mind. And notice it says it will not return void. Now, it may seem like it's not, it's not doing anything. I mean, sometimes you read your Bible and you say, I didn't get anything out of that. How many have ever did that? But then three weeks later, something happens in your life. And all at once that scripture that you read three weeks ago that God didn't know what he was talking about, all at once knew what he was talking about. And all at once it hit you and said, my God, I'm glad I read that three weeks ago because that's the problem I'm in right now. And that's taking place. What happened? Your, your soul was prospering in that area. It's not like, you know, you get in the word of God and all at once this light bulb goes on in your brain and you can walk around the house with the light on. No, it's sewing it in there. And it says it will prosper into the thing where it's sent. Now, we've got a lot of people who are born again and in the church who have never put the word of God in their soul at all. That's why we're trying to save them, not knowing that they are. Because you look at them, and basically they're not following the laws of God, they're not following the rules of God, they're not following the things of God. So basically here it says, when you put the word of God in, your soul will prosper. In other words, not only in your feelings and emotions, but you will, your imagination is a powerful thing. I believe the imagination is the, the gateway between your spirit and your soul. In other words, they're tied together. So if I can get my soul to see what my spirit believes, my soul will start to believe what my spirit believes, and then I'll have two against one. Come on, are you following? So in other words, if I close my eyes and see myself healed, and the Bible says I'm healed, my body says I'm not, it's outnumbered two to one. And chances are you'll be able to run that thing out of your life. It'll go out of your life. But not only if you renew your mind. Most people that I pray for don't know whether God wants to heal them or not. A lot of times I always try to do the word first to give them something to believe. I mean, you know, it's, we're, not, we're not in treatmentville. You understand? Have you ever read the word, does God want to heal you? I don't know, but give me a treatment. Well, you need to know something. You know, in order to receive from God, you need to know the word of God. So I'll give people a word of God. I'll go to the statement that says, call for the elders of the church. And when they come there, you anoint them with oil. And if you do that, they will be healed and say, do you believe that? Well, I don't know. Well, do you think God's a liar? No. Well, then do you believe that? I don't know. Well, do you think God's a liar? No, I don't think he's a liar. Then you've got to believe that because he said it. You either believe he did or he didn't. He's a liar or he's not a liar. Okay, I believe that. Then what's going to happen to you when I anoint you with oil? I don't know. I sure hope I get healed. Well, let's read it again. See, that, that's ministry. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Zapville. See, now Zapville sometimes works. How many know Jesus worked in Zapville? Yeah. He just zapped people, man. They healed right and left. But now you got to remember, none of them people were born again. All those were center boards, so it's a little bit different. We are born again. So basically, what are we doing? We're ministering healing to people, but we do it through the Word of God. So the Word of God for you would be daily. You want to put something in you that deals with you being healed. Whether you've got to imagine yourself healed, see yourself healed, see yourself in anybody. And it's very difficult to do after you get sick. So you might as well do it before when you feel good because it's easier to believe you're healed when you feel good. It's not so easy to believe it when you don't feel so good.
And that's where the battle comes. So every day when I wake up in the morning, I pray in the Holy Ghost a little bit, and I start thanking God that I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And I'll tell you, that's a good time to do it. So sometimes when you wake up, you don't feel like you're healed. You don't even feel like getting up. You understand? So you might as well do it when you feel like crap. You know, in order to build it in there. So what am I doing? I'm seeing myself. Everything's done basically visual on the inside of you, and it's done through the Word of God. So the Word of God wants to come in me. It wants to prosper my soul. How? I'm not seeing myself as a sick person trying to get healed. I'm not seeing myself as an ordinary person who gets sick every time sickness comes around. I'm seeing myself as someone who got in the kingdom of God, and I'm in health, and it's my job to stay in health basically, but it's as my soul prospers. Now, if your soul's going to prosper, how many know it just doesn't prosper once? See, this is stuff you put in, you put in, you put in, you put in, you put in. Are there going to be attacks? Yes. But in sickness and disease, you've got to understand attack does not mean defeat. It means fight. See, as soon as you get that symptom, oh, I'm coming down. I knew I was going to come down with it. I just knew it. My mom had it. My dad had it. My brother had it. I just knew I was going to get it. That's the way it goes. Every year this time, it just comes around. Every year this time. What is it, March? Yep, we're all sick on March. That's the way it, well, you've already backed down. You've already, I mean, your soul's definitely not prospering. Let's face it. And, and then if your soul's not prospering when you go to the doctor, how many know he's going to tell you there's something wrong with you, possibly, even if there's not that much? Because that is his ministry. And I'm not putting them down, but they, they want to find something. You know, I, I went to the doctor when I was 50 years old because I was changing insurance companies. And they wanted me to get a physical. So I went to get a physical. They took blood. They took pee. They took everything they did. And three days later, they called me and I said, I'm so sorry, Mr. Karras. We ran all kind of things, and we couldn't find anything wrong with you. And I thought... I said, what's the matter with that? Well, you, we know you probably came in hurting, and you want us to fix what's there. I said, no, I came in for a physical for my insurance. They said, oh, okay, you don't have to come back in then. Everything's fine. What was it? They were disappointed, do you see, because they couldn't find the solution to my problem, which I didn't have a problem except I needed different insurance, and that was the problem, so that's what they wanted to do. See, they, they wanted to find something in my life that was causing me to do this. Now, in the spirit realm, if you don't know what's going on, just don't say anything. I mean, if somebody asks you a question you don't know, just say, I, you can say, I don't know. And the whole world's not going to fall apart. See, we all want to be so spiritual, we've always got the answer. Wait a minute, I got it. Yes, I hear the Lord say. No, no, if you don't know what to say, just be quiet and tell them to go someplace else. But they're, they are trained to find something in your life to do that. And I'm not saying they're bad, they're good. Are you following me? Because there's not too many who have souls prospering. And if your soul's not prospering, you need a doctor. Are you following me? So here it says, whatever sowed into you, it will prosper in the thing, which is my soul. It promises that. How many know that's God's word? How many think he's a liar? No. So if we put that word in there, you are going to prosper in that area of your life. Go to Psalm 1. All right, Psalm chapter 1 says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he does meditate day and 
and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, what's it talking about? It's talking about the law of God or the word of God again. So here it says, when you delight in the word of the Lord in the Holy Scriptures, and, and it explains to you his laws and how to do things, and you meditate on them day and night, you will be like a tree that even when a drought comes, your leaves are not going to change colors because you're not locked into something natural. You're locked into something spiritual in your life. And notice, whatever you do, how would you like to get there? Whatever you do prospers. Start a business, it prospers. Sow a little money, it prospers. Whatever you do prospers. You know, and, and that's where God wants us to get to. Now, there are going to be challenges against your prosperity. Yes, as long as you're in this ugly earth, there's going to be challenges against everything in your life, basically trying to keep you from prospering in every area of your life. You are a very bad witness to the devil if you're prospering in every area of your life. See, because somebody's going to actually believe this stuff works. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Sooner or later, we're going to have to believe this either works or it don't work, you know. Now, if I believe that, then I'm going to spend some time in the Word, ain't I? I'm going to delight in the Word. I'm not going to read this and say, do you know if you delight in the Word, it'll be good, but I haven't read it like in 14 weeks. But still, I, I believe in that, that. I believe that. I can quote that verse. I got green on my Bible. I got green, see? I got it all marked up and everything. But if you haven't looked at it in the last 14 years, you're not delighting in the law of the Lord. You're delighting in something else, and the, and the law of the Lord is taking third, fourth, fifth place. And in this church, we all know that we seek first the and his and all these things see it's got to be a first thing it's got to be a first thing so if you're dealing with physical things then you want to concentrate on putting healing things in your soul you see if you're not then you can just take a little nibble every day of that a little nibble of this but man when something hits your body I tell you we get really spiritual then don't we we haven't read those healing scriptures in nine months but I got a cold and I'm getting them boy I'm going to read them things now I'm really going to get but where were they a week ago and here, once again, a little bit off here, but when you start to walk with God, you're going to know when things are coming sometimes. In other words, I don't know how, but you just know that three days from now, something's coming to hit you. So you're getting prepared for You don't even know where it is sometimes, but you know what's coming, and you're prepared for it. Are you following me? It's hard to explain, but you will, know you have, you will have a knowing on the inside of you that something's coming. You don't know if it's good. You don't know if it's bad. You don't know what's happened for sure, but you're just going to be prepared for whatever's coming in your life. So here it says, if you delight in the law of the Lord, you will prosper in every single thing that you do. Now, here's the best part. If I'm prospering, I'm also pleasing God. Yeah. I want to please God, then prosper. Oh, no, I really want to please him. I scrub the toilets. No, prosper. See, it's not the works that you do. It's the life that you live that pleases God. And religion has taught us, do this work, do that work, you know, do everything in the church, and God will love you. No, God wants to walk with you, wants to be with you. He, he wants you to please him. And without faith, it is possible to believe God. So it don't matter how much you do, how many sermons you preach, how many times you lay hands, what you do. If you're not walking by faith, then you're not pleasing God. And let's face it, every one of us want is there anybody who doesn't want to please God? No, it was, it was born into us. It's already on the inside of us. I want to please God. So what am I going to do? I'm going to prosper. Praise God. So people go to God and say, hallelujah, glory to God. Uh, Lord, thank you that I'm prospering right now. And people get mad at you for that. But you don't understand, God wants you to prosper. And I want to prosper, not only to prosper, but to also please him because it pleases him when I prosper. He wishes above 
all things that I prosper and be in health. So the healthier I am and the more than I prosper, the more I am pleasing him. And you, you can't please God without faith. Why is that? Because the only way you can receive from the spirit realm is through faith. Now, we're coming up on, you know, Sunday, Jesus rose from the dead, he provided everything for us, but all the stuff he provided for us isn't going to do us any good unless we receive into our own lives what he provided for us. Are you following me? And it takes faith to do that. So, you know, a lot of people are going to celebrate Easter or Resurrection Sunday this Sunday, and most of them aren't even going to know why he was raised from the dead to begin with. They just know Jesus is alive. Is he alive? He's alive. Look at my new bonnet. He's alive. I'm all dressed up here. See? And that doesn't do you any good. Jesus didn't go to the cross for himself. He didn't have no sin. He didn't have no sickness. He didn't have no disease. He did not go for himself. He went for us. And everything he did for us, he evidently wants us to re see from him and we receive from the word of God which gives us faith to believe and the way you believe by faith is understand that that is God's will in my life does he want me to live healed yes does he want me to prosper yes does he want me joyful yes does he want me peaceful yes does he want me to stay in the anointing yes and here's another thing we'll go a little sidetrack again Everybody who gets born into the kingdom of God has the spirit of God in them or the anointing of God in them. Now, what is the anointing for? What's it for? What's the anointing? The anointing breaks every yoke. So if I've got the anointing in me, then I shouldn't have any yokes around me if the anointing breaks every yoke. Now, if I step out of the anointing, now I'm in trouble, ain't I? Because it's the anointing that so the only reason why I can get in trouble is if I get outside the, and then I can't break the, when it comes, because I'm not in the, see, and people say, well, I don't care, I just ain't walking in forgiveness. Well, then, when you get hit by the Mack truck, you can't blame God, because you're not walking in the anointing that's on the inside of you, as long as you stay in the anointing. Now, how many of you know staying in the anointing is not an easy thing to do? There's a whole bunch of anointing thieves around you every day. I call them power suckers. And some of them, you know, are in the church. That person that calls you over and over and over is just. And you think you help them. When you get done, you need to call somebody for help. Help me. I'm dying here. Yeah, so what are we going to do? We're going to protect the anointing we got. One way to do that is by staying in the Word of God. The Word of God fuels the anointing that's on the inside of you and keeps you in faith. So that's why we, we walk in forgiveness, don't we? We don't become offended, do we? We're a church. We've got no unforgiveness and no offense and none of this and any of that. James, quit seeing it. Praise God. Get rid of all of it that you see. Praise God. He says he can walk into a church and see the unforgiveness. Well, I wouldn't walk in here and not see any unforgiveness. Praise God. Because we want everybody to prosper and be in health, even as they're... Soul prospers. All right. Praise God. Yes. Go ahead. In verse 2 where it says, delight in the law of the Lord. Just because law and grace, you know, there's that thing. Can you say the law of the kingdom, I mean, in the kingdom of God, the law of the kingdom of God? Sure. Be the same thing. Yep. Law in the kingdom, law. And basically law, you know, is dealt with a lot in the Older Testament, but it doesn't just mean law. It means basically the word. The word was the law in the Old Testament. Once again, it's the word that builds on the inside of us and keeps us going. Okay, go to Joshua chapter 1. 
So I'm going to build my soul. Why? Because I want my soul to prosper. Why do I want my soul to prosper? So I can live in good success and please God. That's what I'm doing. And not only please God, it pleases me. I used to go, be uh, one of the leaders at a prayer meeting years ago, a Catholic charismatic prayer meeting. And at that prayer meeting at times, you know, I taught on healing. I taught on different things. And I was taught that whenever one of the older ladies came in and they were sniffling or sneezing or hacking and they stayed way back in the corner against everybody, I made sure I went back and gave them a hug. Well, you know why, because sooner or later you're going to have to prove whether you believe or you don't believe. I mean, if you say, oh, they're sick, get back in that corner then, please. Get in. You know, oh, you've been sick? Here, I'll pray for you. I'm going to shoot it over there. I'm... See, if you're afraid of anything, there's a good chance you're going to end up with it sometime, just the way it works. And the only way you can't be afraid of things is to renew your soul to a point to where you see yourself as a king and conqueror over those things in your life. See, see yourself a victor over sin. Well, we all sin. Well, we don't all have to sin, so quit saying that. See, you don't have to sin. We're not all sinners saved by grace. We're born again, and we're people who can live above sin. The Bible tells us we can do that. And we can live above sickness, too, because they were both paid for on the same day. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, Joshua chapter 1. Here, talking about it again. Look at verse 8. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. Boy, I hate those two words, don't you? How about like from 5 to 8 or, or, or 7 to 8 in the morning? How come it's got to be day and night? Now notice what it says, that they meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that was written therein, then shall you make your way, and you shall have. Now, he said the same thing here, basically, didn't he? He says, you get in the word of God, the law of God, but not only meditate on it, but you've got to put it in your heart and also in your mouth. So now, if I've got the law of the word of God in my mouth, I'm not going to say anything that's contrary to. See, I don't want to say anything contrary to the word of God. You know what that's called? Grumbling. Somebody told me once, I can't remember what pastor it was, I listened to a tape, he said, you praise God with the word and you, you praise the devil with grumbling. I mean, no, that'll shut your mouth for about three weeks. Yeah, so we want to keep in line with the word. What do you think about healing? I think I'm healed 2,000 years ago. By his stripes, I've been healed. What do you think? I'm prosperous. Do you have any money? I'm prosperous. What's your bank say? I'm prosperous. What's your account say? I'm prosperous. That's what my account says. But I'll tell you what, it's too easy to talk the natural to talk the hurts, to talk the pain, to talk the poverty, to talk the problem, to talk about everything else. You've got, you've got to be careful here because it says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but meditate therein day and night. Now notice, if you meditate therein, day and night, what's the next thing that happens? Look at the verse. You will observe. Say observe. Now what does observe mean? To see. So I'm meditating on the Word of God about being prosperous and wealthy and healed. And all, once I'm starting to see it, and once I see it in here, I will start to see it out here. 
Why? We're spiritual beings. Everything we get comes from the inside out, not from the outside in. So everything I got, the kingdom of God's on the inside of me. When I see myself healed in here, then healing to my body will come through me out here. Are you following me? Same way with the prosperity. I'm not going to talk poverty. I'm not going to talk. We never have enough. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to do any of that stuff, but I'm going to stay in the word of God. What does it say? He, he loves to give me the kingdom of God. He wants to give me the whole kingdom of God. He meets all my needs according to his riches and glory. Praise God. And as I meditate on them things, I start to see myself. And here's where it gets tough. When you start to see the word of God in you, you have trouble hanging around with those who don't. Right? <laughs> It's hard, ain't it? And you, you come against other people. Hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you. you. We've been going to this church, and I've been going to this church. I said, how you doing? Great. Oh, yeah, but we've been having trouble. Me and my wife are just about ready to get divorced. My kids are out running around smoking dope. And I'm thinking, dear God, what the heck's going on here? You see? So we want to be in line. We want to observe. What do you, the question is, what do you see? When you close your eyes in the middle of the night, when you're just about ready to lay down and go to bed, what do you see? Do you see yourself sick? See yourself down and out. See yourself. And, and people have gotten a hold of this and, and misused it because you'll see somebody in a wheelchair who comes into your service or whatever, and he's been in that wheelchair forever, and he sees himself in the wheelchair forever. Are you following me? And somebody will go up, and, and they're just a little bit anxious about everything. You're healed and try to pull them up out of the wheelchair, and the wheelchair falls down, and they fall down on their face. Everybody's got to pick them up. You need to change their vision See, and that's why they need to be in the word of God. That's why they need to be under the teaching. You're healed. You're healed by the stripes. Jesus paid for your healing until they start to see themselves. And one day they'll wake up and see themselves walking. And you know what? They'll get up and walk because it comes from the inside. It's a spiritual thing that grows on the inside of them. So now notice, whatever you meditate on day and night, you will observe. Well, I just want to do it in the positive realm. Don't work that way. Works in both. If you see yourself as a loser, I guarantee you, you'll be one before it's over with. You see yourself weak. You see yourself down and out. You, see your, you will see yourself that way, do you see? Because whatever you observe is powerful. It comes through you, through your imagination. That's why the Bible tells you to cast down a few. Every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the word of God. And how I many you know that? That is an all-day, everyday thing. So you got to do that. Sometimes you've got to catch yourself before it comes out your mouth. As long as it doesn't come out your mouth, you didn't plant anything. If you can catch yourself beforehand, it's once it comes out, it's out here. You've already prophesied. See, everyone wants to prophesy over each other, but you're prophesying every day. <laughs> prophesying about your finances. You're prophesying about your relationships. You're prophesying about, prophesying about your church. I always say we got a great church. Always got a wonderful. Everybody's doing wonder. How's everybody doing? They're healed. Praise God. Everybody's doing good in their praise. We got a thousand ministers. Glory to God over here. I can take three months off, put somebody back here, and everything's fine and dandy. Glory to God. Yes, go ahead. Yes. As long as you don't speak it, you're okay. Because if you're going to cast it down, it's here. Casting down every thought. So you want to cast it down before you. Speak it because your words, you know, prophesying is good and prophesying is in the negative realm. Either way, you're saying things out there. And once again, life and death is in the power of the. So we want to keep speaking life. Now, you can think thoughts because that's the way we cast them down. If we never got a negative thought, then we wouldn't have to cast anything down. But that doesn't happen, does it? No, there's thoughts coming. You come to church, somebody's in your seat. Here we go. And that's it. Nothing big happened, but somebody's in your seat. 
and you've been sitting in that seat for 13 years, and that is my seat. So you go in the back, and there you sit during the whole service. And then you go to pastor. They're sitting in my seat. I said, get here earlier. You get your seat. And then we got one less member because they go find a church where they can get their seat back. And I tell you, that's all it takes sometimes until you convince yourself you're a person that cannot be offended. And the only time you cannot be offended is if you're dead. How many ever walked in a funeral home, there's a corpse up there, and you pinched them, and they didn't do a thing? You know why? They were dead. See, when you're dead to the old man and alive to the new, they can stab you in the back. They can talk anything they want about you. They can, and all you're going to do is pray for them. Because you know, they, if they're living in that kind of realm, then the, not good things are going to happen to them, do you see? So you're going to say, Lord, help them, you know, praise God, show them, show them in the word, do something. But every one of us have an opportunity to get offended, and in the church, it really doesn't take much to get people offended. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just, I don't know. I can't figure it out, praise God. But All right, so you may observe, say observe to do. Observe to say it again, observe to do. So I'm meditating on the Word of God. I'm starting to see it on the inside of me in here. I'm seeing myself healed. I'm seeing myself powerful. And basically now, if I observe it enough, it will be easy for me to do it. See the process? Word in, meditate, see, do. So the Bible says lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So I'm going to lay in bed at night and I'm going to see myself laying hands on the sick, laying hands on this guy, laying hands on that, casting the devil out of this guy, casting the devil out of that guy, praise God, walking in the power, touching people and they fall down. All this stuff that you see me do, I've seen myself do before I did it. Amen. See, I preached, before, I preached in here before I did it out there. I saw the power of God hit people when I laid hands on them in here before I saw it out there. Now, what helps is when we do it in the church is you see the power yourselves and you start to think, maybe I can do that too. And the more you think about doing that too, pretty soon, if you're not careful, you'll be doing that too. <laughs> see? Or you can just say, well, only pastors do that. Pastors do that. I can't do that. Boy, Pastor Tom, he's really something, but I can never do that. I'll tell you that. No, no, no. The same ghost in me is the same Holy Ghost in you, but you see a little Holy Ghost, and I see the Holy Ghost, praise God. People prophesy, I see darkness over the world. I see the Holy Ghost in the world. That's why darkness is up there. Oh, I'm just so, I'm so upset because darkness is all over here. Well, I get the Holy Ghost, so I don't feel upset at all. I can't think of any darkness that's going to run into my Holy Ghost without having an issue. Come on, is that right? Well, we got this wee little Holy Ghost in there. Trying to call him forward when something attacks us. No, no. You got God on the, you got God, capital G-O-D, on the inside of you, praise God. And whatever you run into, right there he is, praise God, I'm telling you. And everybody wants to talk about the devil till they make him big giant. But my Bible says he's been defeated. He spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over there. See the devil laying on the ground. See him all beat up. See him kicked around. See him running for help. See him, I mean, or you can see the devil big. He's out there right now. He's watching this church. Be careful when you come in the door. Don't let him in. Close it quick. And that's the way some people think. Well, all these thoughts, once again, are causing observation in you to do something. So I want to see myself prosperous. I want to see myself healed. When I was over 300000 in debt, I started seeing myself prosperous. How you doing? We're prospering every day. How's your needs? Met according to his riches and glory. How much you got in the bank? Met according to his riches and glory. Prosperous and in health. See, I could easily said, oh, help me. Now, here we go into manipulation, don't we? Yeah. Oh, help me. 
I'm just trying to serve the Lord. And I just need a little money. You know, we're a little bit behind on our big loan. And if somebody could help me, well, let me check, see who's got the most money in church. I want to go to them first. <laughs> see, then we start to manipulate people, don't we? See? Yeah. Well, we don't want to do that. We want to trust God. If God said he's do it, then God's going to have to do it. And you can go to God and say that. You can say, hey, I got a payment coming up Friday. I ain't got the money, and I'll tell you what, you're the one. I didn't put that in the Bible. You said you'll meet my needs, so you just meet my needs, praise God, according to his riches and glory, and I'm not going to worry about it anymore. You got a problem. The Bible says come weekly to the throne, beg God, oh, please, God. No, you've got a chance. You know, you know the word of God. You know what belongs to you. Go there boldly. That's what we did when cash was in there. We found a scripture, bless God. And that's it. You said, praise God, Holly. You said, praise God. I'm going to stay right there. And every time a worry thought started to come to me, I said, no, no, he already said it. That's his problem. That's not my problem. I can't do anything about it. But he said it. He's going to have to do it. He's got no choice to do it. And you know what God was saying? Good. It's about time somebody took my word and did something with it. We can do that on every area of your right, if you know your rights. Yeah. See, all these things aren't things we're trying to get from God. They're already our rights when we got in the kingdom of God. These things belong to us. They're our property. They're ours. But nobody will read the will to find out what they got. Yeah. See, you don't read the will, how do you know? Well, my rich uncle died. I wish I knew. I wish I knew if he left me something. And you'd say, hey, stupid, read the will. But then as Christians, I don't know what God wants. Read the book. Read the will. This is God's will. You're going to find out he don't want anything bad for you. He wants everything good for you because we always say God is good all the time. But you can say that and still think in your mind that God isn't that good because he's not doing what he should be doing in my life. I'm sick and he ain't doing nothing about it. I'm doing, but notice once again, it's not up to him. It's up to us, isn't it? It's up to our soul prospering, our mindset and what we observe. So here it says you were observed to do. So if you meditate on the word of God that says you will lay hands on the sick. Some people, all you got to do is meditate on praying in tongues. If you don't pray in tongues and be careful because at three o'clock in the morning, you may wake up praying in tongues. And then you look around the room and say, who did that? What, what happened there? What the? Yeah, because if you observe yourself doing it and it's guaranteed by God, it's there. The Bible says he's going to pour his spirit out upon how much flesh? And then you got ministers out there saying, well, women can't preach. Well, apparently they got no flesh. I mean, I just don't get people. Were they reading a different Bible or what they're doing? Yeah, women can preach. They got flesh. And God pours out his spirit upon all flesh. Can they prophesy? Yeah, they can do everything the spirit of God does on the inside of them. My goodness sakes. But people want to separate things because they don't understand the word of God. So here it says we want to keep the book of the law in our mouth and we want to meditate how long? Now, now here's the problem. We think all day long, don't we? Wouldn't you just like to shut it off for like three hours and then come back? No, but you don't. You're thinking something all day long. And whatever you're thinking, if it's in the wrong direction, you better about face because it won't be long before it'll be coming out here. And let me tell you, I can preach like a river. People can complain like a river. Once it starts flowing, my God, I'll tell you, you can come up with every problem in the world and just let it flow out there and it just comes out like a river and keeps on coming. So, but it came from here first, didn't it? You just didn't speak something you didn't think. It came from here first. So as we start to think of these thoughts, and, and there's a, something going around. Everybody's getting it. Your first thought should be, well, I'm sorry. I don't get it. Right. Somebody says, the flu's going around. I said, yeah, it just went right around my house. There it goes. <laughs> I saw it go by the front door a little while ago, and right by there. Or you can say, oh, my God, batting the hashes down. Let me hide in the closet for three days because 
No, it's not that way. You're not seeing the right thing. Do you see what I mean? You're not observing what's in there. The word of God has not taken hold in your mind yet and in your soul to a place where it's ruling over the natural realm and the things of the natural realm. All right, go to Proverbs chapter 4. You find this book and you find the word of God in there that meets your needs and does what you do and you, you get aggressive with God on it. You go to him and you said, hey, you said it, you said it, you said it, you said it. And that takes all the pressure off you, you know. Go to the elders of the church, anoint them with oil, and they will be healed. What's going to happen when I anoint you with oil? Well, I guess I'm going to be healed. Good. I anoint him and walk away. I don't have to worry about whether I did or didn't because I never said I was going to heal him to begin with. So God does or he doesn't. And if he doesn't, chances are it's because they weren't believing anyway. Are you following me? But it's not up to me. It's not on me. I can't heal nobody. Praise God. I'm just following the word and doing what it tells me to do. All right, Proverbs chapter 4. This is one of my favorites. Look at verse 20. My son or my daughter, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and they are health to all their flesh. Now, is that the word of God? Is that what God said? All right, so now, let's say I'm walking along and symptom hits my body. The first thing I should really do if I am a believer is go to this book, which is my medicine cabinet, according to this, and go to the word. But usually it is the last thing we do after one, two, three, four doesn't work, then we go to the word. Are you following me? See, here it says it's guaranteed. God guarantees it. He said, you, you just keep looking at the word. You just keep meditating on the word. You just keep inclining your ears and looking at it. Don't let it depart out of your heart. Well, if it don't depart out of your heart, how many know it's not going to depart out of your mouth? So it's in your mouth. And notice what he guarantees. Life to those that find it and health to how much of their flesh. Now, notice all your flesh. That, that, so you can't say that cancer is too big for the word. Because that's part of your flesh. It's all your flesh. So if I meditate on this word and I put it in my mouth and I put it in my heart and I do it, what's going to happen? I'm going to start walking in divine health. I'm going to see things differently. I'm going to see sickness differently. You know, when Jesus basically said, I've got anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good, healing all those who were, now listen, oppressed by the devil. He didn't call it the flu. Yes. He didn't call it the common cold. He said sickness was demonic yes. oppression. I didn't say that. Don't get mad at me. Yes. Jesus said that. He said, yeah, it's demonic oppression. It's demonic. It's demons trying to come. What are they trying to do? Stop you from doing anything for the kingdom of God. And if they can stop you, they can stop those around you. They can steal your money. They can take. Look at the woman with the issue of blood. She spent all her money, man. She went and spent all the money she had. Then she said, well, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll bet she wished she'd have did that first. Yeah, touch the hem of garment, I'll be healed. Touch him and the power of God flow out of the inside of him. And she got healed, praise God. The woman bowed over for 18 years. Some people are sick forever. She didn't have to be sick 18 years. Jesus said she's a daughter of Abraham and she's got a covenant that says that she's healed. So what did he do? He told her to straighten up and how many know that she did? Well, it's the same way with us. We don't have to put up with anything. We don't have to tolerate anything. As a matter of fact, sometimes when you're hit with a symptom, you'll get mad. To think that he's even got the audacity to come around your house and try to put it on. You have got to be kidding me. 
See? Or you can think, oh, no. I'm going to tell everybody about my problem. Pray for me. Pray for me. That ain't going to help you. It'd be better if they gave you the word. And the problem is, if you pray for them, they won't get mad at you. But if you give them the straight word, they'll probably get mad at you. And it's the straight word that'll help them. See? I'm so sick. What should I do? Well, you were healed 2,000 years ago. And by his stripes, you're healed. I don't want to hear that. I want some prayer. Pray for me. Put your hands on me. Do something for me. Well, I can't do anything for you because your soul's all messed up, see? And, and this is okay for baby Christians. How many know baby Christians' soul is messed up? So it seems like, you know, you get a new person in church. They've only been safe for a little bit. You lay hands on them. They get healed just like that every time. Healed every time. But if you've been in a church for 25 years and you're still living and thinking like they are, and once it doesn't work anymore, how many know it may be time to grow up? See, it, it, that's the way it works. It works that way. I mean, you find, a, you find a sinner boy or you find a person who's just been saved, it seems like you can get them healed. Man, I'm, you just look at them and they get healed. But when you got somebody in the church that's 30 years that believes more in sickness than in healing, and you've got a chore before it's over with because you've got to reprogram their minds again because they've already got an unprosperous soul that you have to fight about to get out. So we want to see ourselves. So we're going to go home tonight. We're going to lay on our pillows, and we're going to see ourselves healed happy, full of God, blessed, casting out devils. <laughs> see, we're not going to see ourselves, oh, no, tomorrow's coming. Oh, my God, another day. I don't oh, my Lord, have mercy. We don't do that, do we? We want to think positive things. We've got to put positive in. All right, we've got time for one more. Go to Psalm 107. Any questions, comments? You guys are... <laughs> this is fun because I don't have to go anywhere I can just go as far as I want and shut the book you know I don't have to finish something up I don't have to do a cliche at the end I can just get there and close the book and leave praise God it's... but I want to share with you you know I've been through some things I've been in this for a while I've studied my little hiney off I've done everything and I want to help I want to get to a place to where we see things differently, even as a body, because there's a lot of things coming down the road that are really good things, but you're going to miss out on them if you don't see them or can't believe them. And there's some good things coming. Don't look at the bad things coming. That just way you look at the good things. I'm telling you what, some good things are happening, praise God. Some good things. Glory to God. All right, Psalm 107. Look at verse 18. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Now, how many of you know that soul was messed up? Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. Well, how did he do that? Did he fly down and touch them? Did he, did he send them flowers? No. He sent his word, and he healed them, and he delivered them from their destruction. So what's God's way in your life? Oh, I just don't know what to do. Look at his word. I don't feel good. Look at his word. Things aren't going well. Look at his word. My kid's out of line. Look at his word. Go to his word and believe exactly his will. His will is that you train them up in the way they should go, and when they get old, they'll not depart from it. I don't care if they're departing from it right now. Sooner or later, they're going to have to come back as long as you don't say, look at that darn kid. Yeah, look at her. Praise God. Total disaster there. But he saved her, praise God. He delivered her from her destruction, praise God. Yeah, and we've all got that story, don't we? We've all been in that position and everything. Now, notice what it says after that. Very important. He says that, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his 
goodness. Notice the Bible says in James, every good and perfect gift comes from God. He's not putting sickness on you to teach you. He's not letting you get run over by a truck so you learn to pursue him. Every good gift comes from God for his goodness and for his wonderful works unto the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works. You need to underline that verse and put about 14 stars by it. Because whenever you run into something and you're going to have to fight it with the word of God, you are going to have to sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving. That means I don't feel good. I feel terrible. I think I get hit by three semis, but I'm going to sacrifice and say, thank you, Lord, that I am healed from the top of my head. How many know that's a sacrifice? So I'm going to have to stay there, ain't I? I'm going to have to stay in healing. I'm going to have to stay in prosperity. I'm going to have to stay in peace. I'm going to have to forgive someone who says something stupid to me. I'm going to have to let it go. Hey, that's fine. I forgive them, praise God. Lord, I forgive them. Hallelujah. I'm not going to get offended. I don't get offended anymore. I don't worry anymore. See? Cast all your cares on him, not some, not 50%, not the big ones or the little ones, all my cares. So whenever you start to worry, and I know there's a lot of things to worry about. You've got your family. You've got your kids. You've got your job. You, but you don't have to worry about them. You can faith your way through them, through the word of God. You can do what the word of God says. So here it says we have to sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I'll tell you what, it's, that's, that's the tough part right there. You get the word on the thing, but then you've got to stay there, and you've got to stay there. When Cash was in the hospital, and people kept saying, how's he doing? What's he doing? How's he doing? And I found out what God wanted me to do. I said, he's healed, praise God, and this is the scripture we're standing on. And then nobody wanted to talk to me anymore. Everybody wanted to know how he was doing, what was going on, what the doctors say, what was this. And I said, I ain't saying it anymore. So pretty soon, people who were, who were trying to find out what was going on before didn't contact me anymore. Why? They weren't going to get any information out of me. My information was that he was healed from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And if I pray according to the will of God, he hears me. And if he hears me, I have the petition in which I asked. So I was done. Well, what's the doctor say? Who cares? I've got this. And is it a battle? Sure it is. It's a fight. Because you got on the other end, you got your, your, you know, your son and daughter calling saying, here's what the doctor said about it, and this is what he thinks, and this is what he, well, that's fine. That's what he thinks, but this is, what, this is where we're staying. And remember, I came back to the church. We needed help, so I told you exactly what we're believing. Don't believe anything else. It don't matter how he's doing, how he's not doing. This whole church is going to believe that we prayed according to his will. He heard us, and we have the petitions that we asked of him. And everybody amened, and the church got together, and Cashy is going to be one this month. And if you think he's undernourished, you ought to take a good look at him, praise God. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Kid will eat anything, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the Word of God works. But you've got to put it in. You're the one who's got to feed on it. You're the one. If, if anything else, you can get a concordance. I mean, I don't even know if they're legal anymore or whatever. But when I started, I had a concordance. So if, when I got to the part about prosper, I went to prosper in the thing, and I looked up every scripture in there that said prosper, and I got two or three to convince me that, that God was speaking to me and telling me the truth on the thing. But now, you know what? You can Google it, and it comes right up. But somebody will say, 21 scriptures on prosperity, 15 scriptures on healing. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's right here. How simple can it be, for God's sakes? Even I, can, even I can do it. Come on now. Yeah, and it comes right up. So I'm going to copy those down. I'm going to stay right there with that. If i got a family issue, I'm going to stay right there on the promises for my kids, for my family, for my friends, for whatever. I'm going to stay on the promises of God, and I'm going to determine to fill my soul to a place where I believe it, whether good or bad is happening. All right, let's just pray. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for 
Holy Ghost just to make the observation of the word that we put into our, Martin, our mind and heart just to continue to grow on the inside of us. Father, we want to see, we want to see ourselves as you see us. We thank you that we are like you. We thank you we have the power of you. We thank you we're healed creations. We are blessed. We are peaceful. We are full of the glory of God. And we thank you, Father, for that vision on the inside of us. Quicken your word in the hearts of everybody here who heard the word tonight. Let them go home tonight and even meditate on it, even while they're sleeping. And I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen and amen. Amen. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added on